It's spring in the south. The air is fresh and sweet with blooming florals and damp earth. The pouring rain passes, and the sun peeks out from the clouds to usher in a warm breeze. We pull the cover off the swing and take a seat on the front porch. We exchange few words as we rock slowly, content to take in all the sights and the sounds. It's been a long time. I think to myself how I'll want to remember this moment forever. I know that life is full of imperfection. Relationships are complicated. The stories of our lives are fraught with untold secrets from the past, unmet dreams, and unexpressed hopes that we hold for our future, mixed with the daily life and the demands and needs for today. We're really not concerned about those things right now, though. We're simply locked into the present moment, holding the space between us like the thick air that's left from the rain. I close my eyes and listen to him speaking, sharing his thoughts, his stories. I know all too well that he will not be here forever, and I want to treasure the pieces of him that have passed down through generations, the ones I want to keep with me, the good things that I've learned from him that I don't want to forget. And even if I don't say it out loud right then, my heart holds the gratitude. I really don't have much to say. I only want to listen. I think that's the thing about a front porch. Something in the slow motion of rocking back and forth on a swing or a chair. It compels your heart and mind to slow down, to listen. This past September, we stayed in a small California town in a vineyard farmhouse. And in the morning, I'd go out and sit in the rocker to hold the most beautiful sunrise. I'd watch the peach glow of morning light fall lavishly over the quiet vineyard in front of me. I'd spend time listening to the wind, to the leaves, to the silence, to myself. I found such solace in those mornings, and even as I think of them now, they bring me back to the beauty, to the knowing of myself. The front porch kind of listening. It's where conversations can pass between two people with more space and less words, where you can appreciate what's right here, right now. It's a place that you can allow some of the deeper complexities of life to exist and somehow still hold the moment with simplicity and appreciation. When I want to listen better, sometimes I challenge myself to go on to my front porch, to stand and listen to the rain or to the church bells at the end of the street. It's a moment to pause, to stop, to notice, to create space. This is deeper listening, the kind of listening I find myself learning and longing for over the past 15 years. I know I loved the quiet from a long time ago, when I was around 10 years old, I would hang out in the big tree right in front of our house. I'd climb up into it and nestle under the big sprawling branches. It was the perfect spot to read, write, or think. I wasn't worried about time or boredom. I wanted that space and time. And like so many things, life has a way of changing us over time. We hand over stillness for busyness. We have tons of things that pile on. And sometimes it feels like a luxury to embrace a few minutes with all the demands and responsibilities we carry. We fear stopping and slowing down and listening, and we lose our way a bit. I think our true self gets lost under layers of should. Things start to get in the way of seeing clearly. I also think life has a way of inviting you back into the stillness. Sometimes it's through pain you never expected, a story you never thought you'd live, a decision you'd never thought you'd make, a person you never thought you'd become. And it's like you need to climb back up into that tree and find home and find one more moment that reminds you who you are. In the next few podcast episodes, 
we'll explore deep listening and apply it to the four core areas of leading wholeheartedly and living intentionally. Self, others, support, and culture. Throughout your life, and even now, you may experience the effects of burnout or times when you're dealing with more doubt, fear, anxiety, stress, decision-making becomes more difficult, or you may even experience some level of apathy. We naturally gravitate toward the question of what's wrong with me and then try to work on everything to fix ourselves. These are also times, though, that instead of thinking something's wrong, they could be signals just telling us, what can we listen to? They're pointing us to the places that need our attention. And when we lean into that listening, to understanding what our emotions and our minds are saying we might need to hear, we can change the questions we're asking to reflect more of what we want or need. Think about the last year and how you spent your time and energy. Even go so far as to think about a typical day or a week in your life and how that looked. What ways did you love spending your time and energy? What did you always make time for, no matter what? What did you do that felt life-giving? A sense of energy, joy, calm, peace. Were there things that felt like they were taking up significant time and energy that were a distraction or felt destructive? A habit that you really wanted to break but couldn't? When you think of these things collectively, do you notice what you want to give more energy and time and space to? And where you might want to grow and change? And what would you want your dream week or your day to look like? What would it feel like? What would you want to spend your time and energy doing? When we need to experience a shift from burnout or lift the burden of grief, pain, suffering, it often starts with creating space to listen to ourselves, to explore what we want and need most right now. We may need to work with a trusted colleague or coach, mentor, spiritual director, therapist, something that will intentionally help us to design that space for ourselves to explore more. And as you think about this past year and where you might want to create more space for yourself to listen to what brings you life, one simple practice you can start today, borrowed from my friend, spiritual director, and colleague, Jeff Doringer, is to end your day with two things. First, notice the good. Notice the moments of aliveness from your day. Then, hold the good. What one moment of aliveness seemed most important? And as the day comes to an end, be thankful for those things that needed to get done and did, and place and trust those things that didn't, and therefore you to focus on tomorrow so that they don't steal your attention for family, friends, rest, fun, and prepare your heart and mind to receive and love those you'll see in whatever situations you'll encounter. When I think of you, I'm so inspired by all the amazing work that you're doing in the world. I've come to know you through some beautiful offering or an exchange we've shared, and truly, it's a joy to serve you. So I want to work on creating something just for you, completely free. I want you to have some ways to see the light breaking through, to see places of hope, to help you keep going, or to spark a new idea, to offer you some resources that you can use to nurture the relationship with yourself and others customized specifically to what you most want and need right now. I believe in the power of the human spirit and in what we're capable of when we commit to creating something inspiring. So I invite you to take the lead and live intentionally assessment. I'll link to it in the show notes. 
It's here you can share your own desires on leading and living intentionally so that I can share free resources with you, customized especially for where you want to focus right now. I'm here to serve you as you take the next step after starting your personal vision or taking your personal strengths inventory. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.